Lord be with you. This morning's reading from Isaiah is one of four songs in Isaiah that are called the Servants' Songs. These songs typically show up in Holy Week. They're readings as a part of the final procession from Palm Sunday to Good Friday, calling us to remember what it means for Jesus to have been a living, breathing human and a servant of God. This week, though, we are not in the midst of Holy Week. We are in the season after Epiphany. Last week, the reading from Isaiah was the first servant song. And there are two more that only show up in the lectionary readings from Holy Week. All of them giving us a vision of what it means to be a servant of God. The song that sings forth from Isaiah this week unfolds in three movements. The servant recognizes with other voices throughout the Bible that in some certain and incomprehensible way, the call of the Lord was on the servant's life even while still in the womb. This idea sounds a little wild to me, Yet it is consistent with scripture. Psalm 139 reminds us that for it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together while in my mother's womb. Paul claims in a letter to the Galatian church, God set me apart before I was born and called me through God's grace. And again to the Ephesian church, Paul writes, God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before God in love. These scriptures talking about calling before birth seem a bit strange too to me. Though in modern times, doctors and psychologists encourage expectant parents to read to their not yet born child, nurturing a bond between parent and child even before the child is born. This also sounds strange to me, though it was a part of our practice when we were expected parent, expectant parents. Maybe if we can believe that a parent and an unborn child can bond, then perhaps it's not too much of a stretch to believe that God can know us even before we know ourselves. This first movement of the song seems to be as much an acknowledgement of the call that is upon the life of the servant as it is about the difficulty of believing when that call was placed. The second movement of the song is one that feels most natural to me. The servant says to God, channeling all of the cynical parts of Ecclesiastes that can be channeled, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. This impatient complaint to God is about results that have not yet squared with the expectations that the servant has concerning the ways that effort and call will come together and materialize. In the third and last movement of the song, 
Isaiah records God's response to this complaint. Only, God does not respond in the way we might expect. God conveys to the servant, the way you understand your calling is too small. Further, God says to the servant, I will give you as a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. And lastly, God reminds the servant where this relationship began. It began with the Lord, who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. If you were anything like me after reading or hearing this song from Isaiah, many questions spring to mind. The first for me is, can we read that one more time? After wrapping my head around all that is being said and sung, I have several other questions. Chief among them, who is this servant? And what does it mean to be called by God while still in the womb? Like so many questions that seem to our 21st century minds easy to answer, like who is the servant? There is no broadly agreed on answer to this question. Instead, there is strong scriptural evidence in this passage and others supporting it that suggest any one of three identities. It could be that the servant is Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. It could be Israel, the nation. It could also be the prophet Isaiah, the one who recorded these words. Who can say with absolute certainty? To me, there is comfort in the ambiguity. For whether the servant is the person of Jacob, who became Israel, or the nation of Israel, or even the prophet Isaiah, there is a point of connection. If the servant is Jacob, there is the long and turbulent story of his very human, very flawed life. A story which is as inviting as it is hard to take in. A story that feels as though it could be about someone I know, or even about myself, where some of the details changed. If the servant is the nation of Israel, there too we can find ourselves, not because of we are of Jewish heritage per se, but because of the wideness of the welcome of God. Because in Jesus we have been grafted into the family of God and the family of faith. And as a result, we journey together on this long and winding path. And if the servant is Isaiah, there too is hope. For if the servant is Isaiah, there we can find ourselves, as did Isaiah, using the gifts with which he was blessed in the places he found himself to do the work of God. And to the question about being called while still in the womb, there are many who might read these words and say they are clear evidence for predestination or something like it. And as the words are on the page, they may have a point. But I also think that 
if we read them in the context of Psalm 139 and Paul's letters to the churches in Galatia and Ephesus, that there is comfort in being known by God. And also there is a calling, the calling of God that comes to us while we are still in the womb, the calling of grace. It is a calling to be holy and blameless before God in love. With these two questions addressed, even if not fully answered, let's go back to the servant's song in today's Isaiah reading and see if we might be able to join in singing it with Isaiah. In this song that unfolds as a conversation between the servant of God and God, a problem arises that is in no way due to the faithfulness of the servant or the effort of the servant, but rather because the servant has developed expectations about what God might do with the effort that the servant is putting forward. God responds by clarifying that the servant's plans are not God's plans, and God has plans. As a community of faith, Northminster is marked by its willingness to take up the servant's song, singing alongside the servant, leaning on God's calling to be holy and blameless before God in love. Historically, Northminster has sung this song by leaning on the gifts and passions of the individual members that make up this place. It is largely because of these leanings that as a community, we have gotten involved with so many good and important initiatives. If you have been coming to Wednesday night suppers this year, you've had the opportunity to hear about some of these endeavors to which individuals and groups have connected Northminster. And if you're available tomorrow morning, you can be one of those individuals to join the song and sustain Northminster's good and important relationships in Mid-City. And there is also something beautiful as well about the way Northminster sings the servant's song. Northminster sings it together becoming stronger than just a group or a gathering of individuals leaning on their individual callings. In a way, being a part of this community, singing the song in this way is like being woven into a multicolored tapestry where there are times when one color or thread is featured and there are other times when the same thread is behind the other colors, where to pull on a single thread is to pull on many, where it is only by taking a step back that one can see the picture we are all together weaving. And yet, even with the individuals using their gifts to respond to the calling of God to be holy and blameless before God in love, and with the tapestry that we are weaving together, we still at times have a way of finding ourselves frustrated with God and or with our progress. I wonder, 
if God might hear our singing the servant's song with Isaiah and respond to us as God responded to the servant. I wonder if God might hear our dissatisfaction and impatience and call us to remember that our dreams do not limit God's dreams. I wonder if God might call us to dream a different dream, one that somehow incorporates all that we have been dreaming all along, but more as a piece rather than the whole. If the servant's song that we are singing is only a piece and not the whole, it just might be that we can really only sing the servant's song when we are a part of God's great big choir, the kind of choir that enjoins every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing the same song, a song of salvation for the whole earth, a song of salvation for this nation, this state, and this community, a song of salvation that we sing because the Lord, who is faithful, has chosen you. Amen. As we come to the close of this hour of worship, we invite you to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's Church during this time.